Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back. We think being critical of ourselves and others is fine. Unexpected. Everyone does it. Parents do it. Brothers and sisters do it. Relatives do it. Partner does it. In social gatherings, we're usually more critical of each other. It happens. And so it's, it's as if we see it in the news and we see it socially, we see it all around us. We see how this criticalness is something that we think is just a natural or a part of us. It's like it moves with the water, you know, water we drink. It's like we need water to drink, like we need criticism to be alive and well. Well, that's not true. But we have it so ingrained within us, this criticism, that I want to talk more about it. And I wanted to give a different perspective from a soul evolution perspective about criticism. And usually with criticism, there is some level of judgment and there is some level of condemnation, condemning ourselves, condemning other individuals, judging ourselves, judging other individuals being critical of what a person says or does, and we're, we're doing it towards ourselves as well. So all that is kind of wrapped up together when I'm talking about criticism, condemnation, judgment. They're all together. They all work together that are, and that we think it's just a part of who we are, that we naturally do it, as I was saying earlier. But I don't think it's helpful. I don't think it's helpful to call ourselves stupid or dumb in terms of that criticalness or the condemning of ourselves because it attacks, it attacks so much onto the, it comes onto us these negative emotions of this criticism, condemnation, and judgment of, it which leads to frustrations and anxieties and anger and fear that I think that criticism, condemnation, of ourselves and others can be painful. And we've learned how to numb ourselves from the pain and just think, well, it'll make me a better person. And the thing that I believe, that it only pushes us to believe that we are not measuring up, that somehow we need to be better and better and better that somehow there is this perfect standard of how we should be and how we should act and what how we should learn and the quickness by which we should learn something that we place upon ourselves and that we place upon others. And I don't think that's very helpful or wise or true to what our soul evolution is needing. 
it does push us in the ego world to wanting to be right, wanting to be first. And that is not the world of the soul. Criticism also moves us into being impatient. And that's the world of the ego. The impatient with ourselves, impatient with other individuals, intolerant of their slowness or their difficulties in communicating or think they need to do this or they need to do that. We are so filled with naturally being able, quote unquote, naturally being able to tell a person how they need to do something better or how they need to act in a different way. But underneath that criticism, condemnation, judgment, is this emotional element of being very harmful, not only to others, but to ourselves, because it impacts our self-esteem. And it impacts our way we feel about ourselves. And whether we are feeling as if we're centered in what our soul needs are, or are we continue perpetually moving in the stream of what our ego thinks we need to do and be and act. That is what criticism, condemnation, and judgment is in the domain of the ego. And the ego will always tell you what you need to do and how you need to do it. And when we see others are able to do what we believe that is easy for us to do, but is more challenging for them to do, we would perpetuate this ego of knowing best, thinking best, acting best, of this superior, inferior type of energy. I know best. You don't know as much. That's not, again, the qualities of the soul and what the soul needs. So we're thinking that we're helping people to be better and better and better, but we're not. I know that you may think that is, yes, we are. Yes, we are, because I know I can get better, and I have gotten better by putting a lot of pressure on myself to do better. But could we be able to still do better without the criticism? And I want you to think about this, because I'm going to tell you another way of looking and thinking about this in a few minutes. Criticism and the desire for excellence may be a false excellence. Yes, it may be a false excellence. It's like a false gold, G-O-L-D. It glimmers and sparkles, but it's not the real McCoy. It's not the real gold. Because where there's criticism, condemnation, and judgment, the real gold, glory of love's divinity within us, would have none of that. That's why it's a false gold. I see criticism as a pervasive aspect or quality in our society and in our culture and in our world. And I call it creeping condemnation, this criticalness, judging, creeping condemnation. It's like the creeping is like a vine, a noxious vine that continues to grow 
and be fueled by condemnation. And condemnation, as you look at the word, the first part of condemn, we think about censure, we think about blame, think about disappointment, a disapproval of what a person, situation, or circumstance we find ourselves that is, is doing. And then, so we look at condemn, and then we think about nation, which is defined as as a large body of people of one or more um, nationalities based upon their languages and history and um, based upon their ethnicities, or it could be based upon many different qualities, but they may have language in common and they may have past history in common and the culture and the society um, are things that are making up this nation. So we have this nation that you belong to, wherever you may be across the planet, that I suspect, wherever you are, there is creeping condemnation and needing to ask yourself, how often do I criticize, condemn, or judge others? If you were to take one day and just observe yourself at home, at work, in your relationships, and look how often you are saying something that is judgmental, that is negative, that is condemning, you might surprise yourself. One of my questions is, or another question, have you ever thought about not allowing this creeping condemnation to continue? It's like you want to pull out the roots of this noxious vine, like pull it at, at the root because it's wrapping itself around your soul self, your soul essence. And the soul is the substance of your life. The rational person may say, well, I think being critical is fine. But this is the carnal mind's way of thinking. It would be quick to say, the creeping condemnation is fine. It's making me look at things that I may not look at otherwise. But that's a misbelief. Condemning other people or condemning yourself is not helpful in the long run. It is actually creating, I believe, more damage than good. Because it's being so conditioned into not just you, into many of us, and if not all of us, to look at situations and automatically critique them. Automatically create a situation in which people are feeling as if they're being judged. And some people will tell you, I feel like I'm being judged by you. And that criticism, condemnation, and judgment creates discomfort. It creates pain. It creates feeling anxious sad and angry with ourselves and with others. And most people don't like being condemned. They don't like being judged. Most people do not like it. But we have come so accustomed to it that you try to figure out ways to tolerate it. But getting back to this point, 
about this noxious vine of condemnation, criticism, and judgment. It not only wraps itself around our gold, our soul fabric, but the glory of love's divinity, because where there is condemnation, how can there be love? It also subtly thwarts or hinders our soul evolution and even stop it, our soul from growing. Because the soul flourishes in an environment where there is harmony, there is learning from lessons, there is kindness, there is seeing the good in people and the circumstances that we may find ourselves in and others in and the situations that we're traveling through. And when those experiences are grounded in realism and pragmatism and keeping the focus on one's higher source, that you can see how this experience that we're experiencing and going through is in alignment with our soul growth, then the quality that we're trying to develop is not being critical or condemning or judging of ourselves, but instead the quality is one of discernment. Discernment. Being able to know that we can begin from a Christian value perspective and a soul in the soul context to receive in the absence of judgment with a view to and through reflection and pausing and asking quality questions that we are really obtaining more of a spiritual guidance and understanding about what the situation is trying to be garnered, how we can continue to grow, how we can continue to advance, that we're not here to do things right 24-7, but instead we're here to be able to look at the experience, know that it may be some pain points that we may go through, but it's all helping us to refine our perspective of living and how we want our soul to continue to evolve and grow through the experiences that we find ourselves in. When we look at discernment, it is really from a different lens. It's from a soul lens of saying, okay, at work or at home or with a relationship, what is it trying to be learned from this experience And how do I now make the corrections that need to be made while maintaining my composure, maintaining a point of peace and harmony, especially in situations that seem unjust or not right, that have occurred, that we pray. Part of discernment is this kind of uh, intersection between Faithful living, listening to God's direction, and action when we need to act. And that action is coming from a point of love, of what we need to see the best in this person, this situation, wisdom, wise dominion in this situation of how we need to maybe develop some skills or talents 
our qualities or use qualities and talents that we already have and apply it into the situation that we find ourselves in. And then also follow through. That we're willing to follow through in the situation in order to make the correction or change the behavior or develop the skill or to be able to listen to what another person has to share with us so that we can continue to grow. So if we see things through the lens of growth and development and see it as an opportunity to expand our soul awareness and not as an attack on us when a person says something to us because we're swimming as fishes in a sea of a lot of water here of this CCJ, which is a criticism, condemnation, and judgment. So we have to realize there's going to be people that are just going to naturally do that, but it doesn't mean that we have to partake. It doesn't mean that we have to kind of throw back that criticism of that condemnation to the other person. Because the quality that we're working from, which helps you to get out of the trap that criticism, condemnation, and judgment puts the soul in, it's like a straitjacket. We're willing to say, I'm not willing to put my soul in a straitjacket. I am more willing to use the quality and the lens of discernment. Discernment helps to support you in your daily living and walking a spiritual path. It's connecting you to your inner wisdom because you're willing to be prayerful. You're willing to have still moments. You're willing to be guided, have that inner guidance and wait and listen and be aware of the fact that everything that comes my way doesn't mean I have to act on it immediately. Sometimes we need to take time away and reflect and make a determination of what we want to do or how we want to show up and be. Then as we are able to work on our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors, and to, through discernment, and to be the best that we can be in that moment, and our best can change on a daily or weekly or monthly or yearly basis. But that's the evolution of the soul. We're always growing. We're always advancing. If we're willing to ask for spiritual discernment. So the spiritual discernment is that you see that this person has um, not told you the truth. Are you going to get critical of them? Are you going to just acknowledge the fact that you are aware of it? And you ask your inner self, what do I need to do here? How am I speak? in a matter that honors you, my highest source, my I am presence in this situation. How can I say things in which the person is aware that I'm very serious, but it doesn't mean that I have to rant, rave, scream, and stomp my feet you know, in the situation to make sure the person knows I mean business. And what we're talking about is moving away from this criticalness, this condemning, this judging so quickly of others and move into first observing what situations or circumstances this is happening in. And am I able to catch myself when I know this doesn't feel right, is not right, but even though I may be used to doing it, 
I know it's not right. My inner self tells me. And therefore, stop and start to reflect on what would be the better choice. Our choices that we make on a daily basis either liberates our soul, growth and advancement, or dampens, stops, hinders our soul growth and advancement. What I would suggest that you do is take a minute and look up spiritual discernment on the web, the internet, and then take that definition or that thought or that phrase or whatever it may be, write it down on a three by five card and be aware of this is what you're working towards, spiritual discernment. And then be able to start looking how your thoughts, feelings, words, and deeds are aligning with the spiritual discernment or more on the path of criticism, condemnation, and judgment that is not in the uplifting spiral of what your soul needs to evolve and grow. You're looking at the distinction between discernment and criticism, condemnation, and judgment. The discernment. So you may may even look at those words up themselves, or you just look at criticism. Because this is kind of a episode on creeping criticism. Creeping. And what I mean by creeping, that it creeps more and more and more like a vine into our life, that it becomes so natural, that we do it so readily, but we're not realizing that it entraps our soul. It hampers our soul from soul growth. Where there is criticism, any level of condemnation or any level of judgment, there are usually negative emotions attached. And what we're trying to do is start to discern when we're using the faculty of discernment and when we're using this other aspect of the ego of creeping criticism, creeping into our life, into our thoughts, into our feelings, into our words, into our deeds, into the things that we're doing on a daily basis. And can we catch ourselves when we know it's happening? And can we make a pivot, turn, and say no to that and yes to discernment? And with discernment comes a quietness, a quick reflection of what I need to do in the situation, maybe a prayer that you're doing before you speak or say anything. You ask the Lord to place in your, your mind, your heart, what is the best thing the helpful thing to be able to say in this situation and then proceed to say. And if you're too upset and you can't do that, then it's better to say to the person is, I'm too upset right now. Can we get back to this? And once I kind of reflect and have some of my own time to be able to think about what's just happened here, can we get back together on Monday or on Tuesday or on Friday or on Sunday or on whatever day, you know, at a particular time. So us to have the further conversation about it, you know, in person or, or by phone or by Zoom or other means that you try to close that loop to say that you will be back with that person. But usually in relationships, if you're taking too long, that's not healthy to the relationship. You should be able to think and reflect on things and think about that discernment of what needs to be said from a soul perspective and take, you know, a half day or a full day to do that 
but it should not be a long time. Uh, and that coming back to that particular relationship or partner that you, you're involved with, because it can also move into the person feeling as if you're holding out. That is your way of getting back at them. And that's not what your intent is either. Not of that. That, that still goes along those lines of criticism, condemnation, and judgment that is negative, that is not helpful, that the soul wants to do things that are uplifting, that are engaging that are helpful in learning the lessons that need to be learned, as I said before. So think about this, what I just asked you to do, and immediately begin to start observe yourself and start to look at what you notice the difference between discernment and creeping criticism and its cousins of judgment and condemnation. Bye for now. Take care. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.